Lila. Welcome to Hell or High Ranch Water. Cheers. Cheers. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. We are having some fine coffee from my Keurig machine, which I did break break down and buy after I realized I was not a grind your beans and pour over kind of gal. It's much to my dismay. That is not my style. I was so confused in the old house because I, of course, get up early and I'm like, what? There's there's no way with which to make coffee? Like, we have to go and get it? Well, there was a way. It, I, but didn't it was know. I didn't know hidden how to do in that. a cabinet. And then you would have had to find some ground coffee beans. Or Actually, we had a grinder. No, nobody uses these things. Anyway, good morning. Today, we're talking oh, yeah. part about... Part two of our yeah, two-part series. Part two of our two-part series on love. And this one is not about romantic love. This is about... Familial love and the family you choose. And Layla is big on the family you choose. She has brought this concept up to me multiple times. And it, I mean, I, I understand it's, what the words mean, but I'm a, like, like, what is, yeah. what so is it's that? It's a saying that my mom started using. And so knowing we were going to talk about this, you asked me, like, where does this even come from? And I said, well, we can talk about this now because everyone's dead. And you're like, excuse me? <laughs> so, right. Right. So most people know the saying of every family has dirty laundry. Okay. Right. So when my parents moved back to Texas, my parents are both natives of Texas. And when my dad got out of the army, I was four years old and they wanted to be close to family. Turns out, I don't know if because they were gone for so long, they forgot all of the dirty laundry in the family. Okay. And my mom will always tell the story of... God was smiling down on us the day the barbers moved across the street. And they were, I don't think it was the fame, quote unquote, the family that they chose was not intentional. It was out of sheer necessity but of what child it, care. Okay. But, okay. So your mom is like, I've got a little girl. I've got a business. I lost the British nanny. Mm. What happened to the British nanny? You said this was out of sheer necessity of child care. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I stopped having a nanny when I was whatever age. I don't know. I never, never asked. You were like school age or something. Yeah, it was like, kindergarten didn't make sense to like, right. have a full time. That's lady probably anymore. the correct financial. Okay. And the barbers moved in across the street. Right. And there was like a clan of them. So there are five siblings, and they all we all lived within blocks of each other. Okay, wait. So there are five adult siblings. So yep. one barber family moved in across from you. But yep. there and were another, like more. Another lived another block over. And another okay. lived and so at one point everyone was all in literal stone's throw. So they they had plenty of family. Correct. They needed no more chosen family. Correct. At this point. They were good. Full they of, were full, full of on family right in the neighborhood. Yep. But this all started because someone went on a ski trip and Connor had been left home alone. He was a baby. And my mom went and picked Connor up from the like the neighbor's house who was keeping Connor. And Connor had a wet diaper and my mom was outraged. Okay. So he hadn't been left home alone. He had been left in the care of <laughs> um, the neighbor. Like, I was imagining, like, Kevin! Like, yeah, no. okay, like, they left the baby. But they left with the neighbor and your mother found the child care unfit, yep. as my mother also would if yep. she went and picked up a baby that was sitting around in a wet diaper. Yep. And that I, was the I love catalyst. It, though, by the way, there are like five families, but they left the baby with the neighbor. Like they're like we're I all think going everyone, skiing. I think I think so. Maybe I love these people already. Okay, <laughs> carry carry on. So your mom is like, no, no, no. So she just took the baby, uh huh. And she was like, well, I'll just take care of him for the rest of the yeah. While well, y'all are because y'all are gone, uh huh. And the, the neighbors weren't like offended. 
no, I don't think they wanted to keep Connor anymore. So anyway, that's how this whole thing started. And it just continued on. So when my mom was traveling, say, Tuesday through Friday, when she would come home on Friday, you know, it was just me and Connor at first and then more kids were being born. Right. And so my mom started out taking Connor every Friday because his mom would take me to soccer or pick me up from school. And it was just jump ball of me. Okay. But people don't typically send their kids around to each other's, like, were, were Connor's parents busy on the weekend? But my mom wanted to give them a friend, like, their date night on Friday oh, night. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So every Friday night, they had their date night. Okay. And, we and you would, got a little brother. Right. And then Taylor was born. And then the thing that's crazy to me now, I cannot believe that this was the case. Like, I know how tired my mom must have been coming home from a work trip. And then to go from, like, zero kids to three kids, and we all slept in one bed, one queen bed that my parents still have. And it went my mom, Connor, me, Taylor, my dad. Okay. Your face is pretty priceless. I mean, so we had so that family just friends growing up, but like, yeah, like we didn't, you know, we, like the kids would have a sleepover and a trundle bed. I mean, I don't even sleep in the same bed with my friend, much less their parents. Um, but this was like, you were like growing up like a, a blended chosen family. Yeah. Okay. And so that was just our normal. Totally normal. Okay. Great. I don't know if I'm explaining it very well. Yeah, I I get it. You the, the, these people were like your family. 100%. Like Bowen, I still Who's Bowen? <laughs> I know Connor and Taylor now. Uh Taylor, so Connor and Taylor are cousins. So Taylor uh, has a younger brother, Brandon. Brandon lives in L.A. Okay. And they have another uh, brother, Bowen, and who is a little whoops. And so Bo- Bowen, Bowen I, if you're school. listening to this, you, you're very deeply loved by <laughs> he's everyone. Very, no he's one very, is sad very, that you were born, correct. even though you were a surprise very from God. Very big a surprise. Gift from God. We love gifts from God. Okay. So, I don't think Bowen knows we're not blood related. Well, he might now. <laughs> like at one point, we're like, who's going to tell Bowen? When are we going to tell Bowen? He's like, these are my cousins, basically, Mm -hmm. is what he says. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is your relationship with these people like now? You know, it's interesting. COVID has made it way harder. So when I... Shocker that COVID has interfered with something yet again. (laughs) Ruining everything. So I bought my house in Charleston down the street from them on purpose. All the the barbers have a house on the same street? Are they all one house? Uh, No, they all live in close proximity. Are you still close to the parents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has been obviously more challenging once I sold that house. And I very much regret selling the house for a multitude of reasons. One of which is just like forced me to physically be there. Not force is the wrong word, but it was. It gave you a reason. You had a right. home there. For sure. And the five of us always wanted to end up living in this, having the same thing that we grew up with, with all five of us being Your together. Kids. Right. And so three of the five are are back in Charleston and, and doing that. Okay. So I, I, you know, hate not having that got it were their parents like other parents to you oh for sure i mean i remember being little like one time i wanted to miss a science test because i hadn't studied for it and i faked being sick and went to the nurse and my mom was home not out of town and i told the nurse that it was that she was out of town and to call karen connor's mom because i knew she would come get me from school yeah and so like when things have gone like when life hasn't worked out that's always where i go and they know that and We've had tons of fun memories. Like every single one of my friends, they've all spent quality time at Bowens Island. And so you were raised with chosen family. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I've always had 
I'm u- I usually had family like in close proximity, either, either my family or my you know husband or boyfriend's family. And I think it's hard for people who don't have family in town that like we were we were always going to see family. You know, like on our free weekends, we'd go down and visit Jim and Debbie, Nick's parents, um, when we were living in California. And now it's like always my preference to like, oh, what is my sister doing? Right. And it's such an easy thing, but not everybody has that. And so it's like, or if they have it, they don't want to hang out with their family. Right. Which is a whole other, that's a whole other podcast. I didn't grow up, like I said, with, with chosen family. My family was like kind of insular and we always did things with our own family and sometimes aunts and uncles, but mostly like my nuclear family was just like very tight knit. And so I love hearing about this because the the closest thing I have to chosen family is like a spouse, right? Like, I mean, that's a legal paper chosen family. (laughs) Did, were your parents like, so if I'm thinking about why my parents were like that one, my mom grew up in a very tight knit church community. So that was like her normal, right? Like it was very normal for people to just always be at at the house growing up. Sure. Right. And the the front door being, excuse me, the front door being unlocked and everybody having keys. I mean, I've said this to you. I I don't even have a key to my own house because I gave them all away when I moved in to all my friends. Like it was just a very open door policy. Like I had a friend come over yesterday when I was, or two days ago when I wasn't there to like get something out of a closet that they knew was there because they know the code. Yeah. Um, but so my mom growing up in a in a like really tight knit church community, and then my dad, as I think through like his college experience and his army experience, like those were his family units, and so they were again just like very intentional of going through life experiences together and <clears throat> actually living together yeah. in the same place, right? Like Connor lived with me in New York. I, when I was in college, <clears throat> lived in Charleston one summer with the Barbers. Like it was just. We live together. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think my family is mostly very individualistic types. My mom was in a sorority in college, but I think she, like, you know, kind of dissociated with it by the end. My dad was certainly not in a fraternity. Um, I think we're all, we're all just kind of more Lone Ranger vibes. Um, although, as I've become an adult, it's been interesting. You know, some people are like, oh, you can come over anytime, your family. And I'm like, well, not really. You know, like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm just going to walk in the door of almost anybody's house, but I have found value in building community and specifically like choosing to keep my ex-husband as part of our family. I think a lot of people excommunicate their ex-spouse with, with good reason a lot of times, but um, choosing to have him as part of our family has been, you know, at times a hard choice, but also I think a great choice for my kids. And certainly we would be much more limited as a unit and my kids would be much more limited without his involvement and support. Like if we were to like divvy up days, you know, Oh my God, I can't imagine how this train would function. Right. It was just, well, it just would be way less fun. Right. It would just be less fun. And people would (laughs) get the Rona. (laughs) You okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it would be way less fun. So I think that's one of the great things that like having chosen family and choosing to include people in a way where they can be much more involved opens up many more possibilities for everyone involved, right? I mean, your family is not going to provide for you all of the things that you'll need in every relationship you're going to have, right? That's unrealistic. Your spouse isn't even going to, right? Um, So finding really close bonds and like deeply loving relationships with people outside of your biological family or your adoptive family there's also, I think it's very rewarding. There's also radical transparency, right? What do you mean? 
Where, where are we going? <laughs> With these, like, quote-unquote family you choose. Okay. Like, everyone's in everyone's business. Like they, That's they not know. even true with most people's like family of origin or whatever. That might just be your family you choose that operates that way. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, right? But maybe that's why that's you're why able I... to have a family you choose because right. people became so close through like just oversharing. Yeah, correct. But also, when you have to go through the you know the valleys, you're you know the whole story, right? Yeah, you really know these. people. You know these people. Um, I think that's what is hard a lot of times, right? If you want to be, you want to love on someone more, but you, if you don't know their like basic movements, it's really hard. If you don't know what like diet they're on this week, you don't know what to, what food to send, right? If you don't know that they're allergic to certain kinds of flowers, you don't know what kind of flowers to send. Like, I, I don't know. You've got to really stay in someone's life in a very regular way to be able to provide any relevant, like we were talking about the five love languages. Going to go there. Yeah. To be able to provide appropriate love to them. You have to know them. Yeah, 100%. Right? You can't just like go to dinner once a month with somebody and then expect when something happens to be able to like really be there for them in the way that you would want to. Correct. But how, okay, so transparency is part of it. Transparency is part of it. Like the actual physically being together. A lot of the family that I've chosen, I don't live in the same place as them. Right? So our friends in California, I physically go out there once a quarter. Like Chad's going out there on Tuesday because I'm going to be in Austin. And if it was someone who was like a fun friend, <clears throat> I'm not saying Chad isn't fun or I'm not fun. But, like when I go out to California, we go to Ikea to and okay. we put things together. Like we're like part of the actual okay. making so, life work. So let's back up a minute. We talked about the barbers. Now, as an adult, you have a lot of chosen family for yourself. Yep. And but it's reciprocated. Yes, you are. Yeah, 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 but you've chosen to be in situations where you are the chosen family of, and they are your chosen family with like a lot of a lot of your friends. Mm-hmm. And that How, and okay. that has knock on effects, right? Because it's not just me; it's like my parents as well. Well, they were always into choosing family, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but yes, yeah. But like, so we have okay. friends in in Fort Worth, right? Who their kids spend more time with my parents than their than their own parents and they said like that's the best adoptive grandparents right and your your parents are badass grandparents right period end of discussion right but they don't even have any biological grandkids but they're like the best grandparents yeah yeah they've they've just been around so many of these like so many kids kids for so long um and and the kids feel really lucky right so at thanksgiving this past year we obviously couldn't go to south carolina but we ended up going to we did two thanksgivings i guess you could say and my parents brought all this stuff for these kids, right? And I'm yeah. sleeping in a mermaid sleeping bag and right. like going back to the love languages, right? Like my family spent, the barber family, we spent so much time, all of us like cuddled on the couch watching TV, sports, movies, whatever. So my two top uh, love languages are quality time because I either didn't, was either gone all the time and like spending time with those people was so important to me. And the second's touch. So when people who are not accustomed to that and see me like cuddled up with people on the couch, that is what I grew up with. So that's what I know. And now I'm realizing that that's also what's happening in these other quote unquote families that I'm choosing. So Thanksgiving, uh, (laughs) the kids come in my room. It's like five in the morning to start playing video games. And I'm like, sure, you guys keep playing. And of course, there was a lot of, you know, adult beverages had the night before. Then my mom comes and get in bed with me and I'm like, I'm not wearing pants. 
And then Tyler got <laughs> in bed with me, and I'm yeah, like, she was wearing a mermaid <clears throat> sleeping bag, yeah. So I was she like, wasn't guys, like inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, guys, I really need to like get like, up. We're gonna so need it's... to find a transition so <laughs> yeah. that I can put pants on. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And your dad brought this is the cutest thing, by the way. If you put milk in a jar and you send kids running around shaking it, it will turn into butter, yeah. which is a gill trick. And yeah. he, there are like cute videos of the sweet family, these little kids, um, making butter, which is like totally just like a loving Thanksgiving grandparent, completely normal. Oh, yeah. I mean, my parents came over to watch them the other day and my mom made, they all, all made these like little pizzas together and like, you know. I, I think one of the things, like, with normal friends, right? So some of the differences, right, between, like, normal friends and chosen family, you go over and it's, like, everyone's very polite. And you might offer to help with the dishes, but you don't, like, kick a woman out of her own kitchen and be like, no, I'm going to clean up your kitchen for you. You go sit down and have another glass of wine, right? Like, yep. that's a family move. Yep. Give me your baby. You go take a shower right now. Like, that's something you do. It's something that your mom or your sister would do for you. Well, then there's like the actual. So my parents sat me down when I was, uh, I think I was eight and they were changing their wills. And they said, if something happens to us, do you want to go live with Karen and Kaz or do you want to go live with Pat and Becky? It was previously I was supposed to go to one of my parents' siblings. Hmm. And this was not a daunting like conversation for anyone. I was just like, "Um, I want to go with, you know. Karen and Cass. And if, you know, something happens to them, oh, what about Becky? Like, it will all be fine. Like, nothing in my life was really going to... Sorry, Mom and Dad. Like, it would have wow. been tragic, right? But, like, my life wouldn't have changed all that much because I was just, like, so entrenched with, like, living with all of these people, right? Um, and so now that we are adults, like, I've had multiple friends who, hey, if something happens to us, you are... Are you okay being the legal guardian? Sure. Okay, here's where everything is and blah, 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 blah. So it's one thing to just say your family and show up. It's another thing to say, hey, if something happens to me, will you take my children? And nobody, nobody thinks I should have more children. So no one's, <laughs> no one wants me to take their kids. Although I love children and I love, I love all children. That's, that's amazing though. And a real testament to the relationships that you've built through very intentionally loving your friends um, and loving them as family. Which is like an unconditional loving bond. You're better at it than you think you are. At what? Like you've said, and I don't know if you remember this, you've said that I'm like family to you. And so you now are making priority of meeting people who are important to me because they're important oh, yeah. to me. And I care about them. In fact, right. I was going to bring up one of our mutual friends needs a vacation. So <laughs> put a pin in this, but we're going to talk about how we're going to get her oh, oh, oh. some R&R. But so, this is one of your friends, but I've now come to believe that there's a need we need to, like, figure out how to have get met, right? And so I think I just en I enjoy, like, yeah, sisterhoods like even, well, and family if, relationships. Even and when we were at King Ranch the other day, and I, we were driving out, and it was, like, an epic weekend, and you asked me my favorite part, and we asked Will his favorite part, and I asked you your favorite part, and you're like, this was cool, this was cool, this was cool. But actually getting to know Bo was my favorite part. And I was like, yeah. huh. You're driving to Austin. You don't have time to do that this week to meet one of my best friends. Yeah, who, like, happens to, to hang out with them right. and spend time with them. And But I'm finding it very rewarding to build like very deep and long-lasting relationships. And it's funny because I have a group of girlfriends in California that I'm very close to. Um, and I'm, I'm 
I'm close-ish to their kids, not in any way near the way you're close to your friend's kids, but we have a, like a group that we call the sisterhood because none of them have sisters. Mm-hmm. But I think if you don't have these like sibling relationships, it's awesome to be able to go out right. and create them. Or even if find you them. have them, but they're not the way you want them to be. Mm. Right. Yeah. A lot of people just aren't close to, to their siblings for one reason or another. I'm sad my brother lives in Austin. I wish I got to see him more, but I moved to Dallas very intentionally so I could be in the same city with my sister, which I talked about a couple of episodes ago. So last night, Annabelle asked me, will you take me hunting? Oh. And I was like, oh, sure. What do you want to hunt? She's like, I want to hunt a bear. I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Okay. That's Annabelle for you. A black bear. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of steps in between. You don't have black bears in Texas, really. You You can gradually get to this. Okay, well, what do I have to do to get there? I'm like, okay, well, first you should do this, and then you should do this. Okay, well, are you going to take me? I was like, okay, why don't we say, like, graduation of something will be your bear trip? And she was like, that's so far from now. I'm like, it's a long way to killing a, a black bear. I mean, what is she going to do with this animal? Uh, Either stuff it or a rug. Okay. Can you eat bear meat? Because we, sure. only, we only kill <laughs> things we eat. Yeah. Dear listeners, in fact, Lila brought up here on this trip two coolers full of awesome deer meat. I'm very excited to cook it. But I I think that story is sweet because Annabelle had no reservations asking you to do something really like big and sweet and special with her because you built this relationship with her coming home and arm wrestling her and doing push-up challenges and entertaining her long list of reasons that she wanted a ferret, which, by the way, we are never getting. Um should we talk about the snake that now lives here? I mean, the newest member of our chosen family. <laughs> no, the snake is stupid. The snake doesn't exist. My child, my 12-year-old saved up enough money. A lot of money. I cannot believe that snake was that expensive. <sighs> you know, she could have bought dresses or anything <clears throat> else, but she wanted a snake. She wanted a pig for a long time. And I, I, we're not doing a pig. Absolutely not. I, that seems expensive. You have to board it. You have to feed it. You have to house it. I don't have time for a pig. Surely I do not. Zero time for a pig. Zero energy. Zero spare funds. And we travel. Like I said, no one will take a pig. Like, you can't drop it off. So she finally, I think, gave up on the pig and was like, can I get a snake? And I was like, listen, sure, if you pay for it and everything involved with it. And by the way, I don't care if it dies, which sounds really harsh, but it's a reptile. And, uh, you know, I... This is just not, I'm not going to feel bad or contribute in any way to this. So this is an experiment. We'll uh, keep have, you updated. Have you seen the snake? No. No, I've I've walked up to the snake's, what do you call those things? Terrarium? It's, I have no idea. <laughs> enclosure, the snake habitat that she has purchased. It is a 20-gallon tank. She did a lot of research on this. I think she's going to have to buy a bigger one when the snake grows. It's a four-month-old albino corn snake. It's apparently very fancy. If you have a child wanting a snake, please reach out via Instagram, and I can put you in touch with Charlotte, who knows all about this. She is very excited. Caused a lot of division between her and her little sister because Charlotte has explained that the snake can't be held for the first X hours or days because it's scared and adjusting to its new habitat. And Annabelle really wanted to hold the snake. And, you know, that that was a good dose of drama for me. But we seem to perhaps be past that point. I'm sure the shine will wear off the snake within, you know, imminently. And I, I don't think anyone will want to hold the snake. But it's a snake. 
Yeah, no interest in that. I don't think the snake wants to be held. It's not like an animal where you need to be like, oh, you know, you're neglecting your animal. Like, I think the snake just wants to survive, probably, right? I mean, isn't that all animals are programmed to do? I don't know, man. It's a reptile. That's where we get that. You know, when I talk about the reptile brain, the lower brain, that's like your crazy brain that makes you like just be afraid of everything and causes you great anxiety. Like, that's all they have. Is just that brain that's, what's going to kill me now? What do I need to eat? What's going to kill me now? What do I need to eat? I, like, I'm pretty sure that's all the snake thinks about. Well, and snakes, as you learned the other day, are, are evolving. So rattlesnakes are a thing in South Texas. And we have, sure. <clears throat> we have a, as we learned on this podcast earlier, we have a hog problem in America, particularly in Texas. And so the hogs will eat the rattlesnakes. And so they've decided to stop rattling, which is yeah. dangerous for us humans. Because we rely on the rattle to, to know, know where that they we're are. about to step on a rattlesnake. Yeah. I mean, evolving, survival. Of, sure. Yeah, they're adap- I would say they're adapting to their environment, which is a place where hogs eat them. Yeah, well, we'll see. The last snake we had got out and I found it. Define. Okay. I mean, on. this is years ago. They had some other little snake species. I mean, my kids really love pets. I know. Uh, right. It's like a zoo. It's like a zoo. We've really cut it locked down right now. We have one dog and a snake that I don't acknowledge. I mean, you know, do you know what the snake's name is? I did actually ask the snake's Pig. name. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. My, you know, it's about as funny as the dog being named Waldo because it's impossibly small. And at least once a day, someone says, where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? But the last snake we had was found uh, by me under the little wastebasket in our powder room at our last house. I have never screamed so loud. I have never jumped so high. I have never been so dismayed to be right where I was in my own home. But I I did investigate the enclosure and it is airtight. That is has a, a lid on it that appears to be locked. But anyway, if you're a determined little sucker, you too may be able to convince your mother to let you spend your like whole green light card savings on a snake. Um, that's an example of ruthless execution. Yeah. Where'd he go? She got someone to give her a ride to a reptile store. I mean, I gotta hand it to her. At any rate, back to the family you choose. Okay, so people are listening to this, right? Some people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All five of them. All five of them. They may want to have more chosen family because it's awesome because you get this community of people where, like, like you were saying, you go out to California, you're not there to be entertained by your friends. You're there to, like... Do life. Do life. Okay, what do you got going on? You got a project. Let's go do it together. Yep. Many hands make light work. <clears throat> let me take care of this. Yep. You know, let me hear about what's really going on. Like, I even this weekend, like, I came up here with literally no agenda other than go to Will's Across Game and, like, make whatever life work better. Which that's it. is almost amazing, except that I like drinking with you. Right. And <laughs> and we, we, I know that's inevitable, right? Like, <laughs> And we got to get our podcast done, so that's always on our agenda. But yes, you came up here and just hung out with me, and it was amazing. And Will was so excited that you came to his game. And felt super loved. I mean, he was like, who else come into my game? And I was like, I'm coming. And Nick's coming. And Lila's coming. And Pop Pop may come. And he feels right. so loved. Like, But, but you grew up. But that, literally, how many people at your like games? Just all, like all, all, all of them. Like like 20 people would come to your like rec league soccer game when you were a kid, right? Yeah. I mean, Taylor used to come in the huddle with us. Like regularly. But it's like you can build this this cheering section right. for your life, for your kids. And it was so important for me, that, which is why I go out of my way to go to my friends' kids' games. You are amazing at going to people's kids' games. Thanks. I don't know that I'm going to try to go to anyone's games, but my own children's games. Um, I'll go to your kids' games, though, <laughs> and I'll bring my kids. And 
maybe my kids will even like get to like coach your kids' sports or whatever. Yeah, there was a hot minute where Annabelle wanted to play hockey, and I was like, oh, I'll coach your team. And you were like, there's no time for this. Annabelle, Annabelle really has wanted to play hockey, but I think I think we're really getting her deeper into lacrosse and more excited as she gets older. And like you said, that's hockey on the ground. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, but, but how, yeah, I think the, fir- the like, first, like, how do people start to grow a chosen family? Well, first, you have to make sure that you have the same values. Ah, okay. And like that you want that you care about this, the similar things and that you're you're all heading in the same direction. And it doesn't matter if that's like adventure or discipline or whatever. <laughs> discipline might not be the right one, but. Sure. If you if if all of you are into discipline, you can go you can go right in and drill sergeant at someone else's house just as easily as you can at your own. All right, kids, let's make those beds. Actually, I would love someone who came in and was like, oh, "We're I'm doing bed making today," but it, right, like you, it's not going to work because you can't really be fit. You can't be a good role model to somebody who wants their kids to grow up to be like I don't know a degenerate. If you're there is a nine year old that is in part of the family I choose group. Okay, who makes a list every night before he goes to bed of what he wants the next day to look like that's brilliant by the way we should all do that right love this nine-year-old yeah and so like we talk about we talk about the list and he's like i asked him i said what happens if you don't do everything on the list and he looked at me like i was crazy oh no we we have to do the list right bro this is like the losing thing in my family well my list is a prioritized list (laughs) hey if you're getting to everything on the list your list is not Not long long enough. enough and he's nine fine Fine. This kid is great. Okay, but you have the same values, clearly, because you are also an achiever. And so you have, like, an easy way to relate to this child. Right. Okay, so you have the same values, which I think a lot of us pick friends to begin with that have the same values. Then what do you do? You're like, hey, I want to be a family. That's weird. No, that's weird. But um, to go back to the values thing, I mean, there have been people who I've been friends with for many, many years. And just, I don't know, like, as time evolves, you're like, man, I just don't see the world the same way you do. Like, I can't relate. Okay. Um, okay, so that values, I think, is first. Then what was... Then, then what do you do when you want to, like, when you're ready to make your chosen family? Like, we need, like, a, we need a playbook. I think one thing is you have to be willing to like, get a little uncomfortably close. Like, you have to take a That's risk. what I'm saying, of the radical transparency. Okay, well, there's a... Sure. You have to, you <laughs> your have to take high a- school boyfriend, as a matter of fact... You're like, which one, which one is a big believer in like who's calling you out in on your shit. And so like, if Let, let's let's just go back. This is a guy <laughs> who I think very highly of, who is a wonderful human being who I briefly dated in high school. Yeah, I just thought that would be funny. I, it is funny. It is funny. But when you say my high school boyfriend, I think of somebody else. So I was a little bit confused. But yes, this sweet, sweet guy. Oh, it's like, who's calling you out on your bullshit? So. Okay. Right. So you in every part of your life, right? And so one of my good friends has we go over to a a friend of ours house and he lives in a house and his best friend just bought the house behind them and they were tearing the fence down. And I was like, oh my God, this is my dream. Because they're like again gonna have radical transparency. And so I was like, all right. They were gonna be living in a commune, which actually is kind of our dream. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I made up the no fence club. And then I realized that one that was actually what i grew up with my mom and becky barber used to say good night by flashing the windows the flashing Aww. the lights in their bathroom every night for you know however many years and then they walked when in, when in charleston they walked the beach every morning at early before it got too hot so playbook playbook okay so same values getting uncomfortable the radical transparency 
Um, or you can just like risk pissing them off by sending their kids lots of donuts. Like there's different ways to overstep your bounds into someone's family. And not that like you have to be willing to just go ahead and do stuff that they're like, no, no, I don't need that. And you're like, yeah, you do. I am going to cook you dinner or I am going to bring you coffee in your bedroom. <laughs> Before you're awake. <laughs> like, I think you have to break down some of the social walls that people have built. Right. Spending quality time, communicating, telling people about your life. It's one thing. Like, not everybody is going to be comfortable being open. And it doesn't mean you don't want to be really close to them. Yep. So there have to be different ways to, like, infiltrate. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, our California friends who used to live in Houston. I mean, if I brought them coffee, it was just so annoying to them. <laughs> it was like, too much, too much. But now... They live in our house. Like, they came for three weeks in December. Did you make them coffee? Still too much. They can fend for themselves on the coffee. All right. So you have to risk being uncomfortable. Be more transparent. Be open. Put yourself out there. Be vulnerable with people. Very intentional about spending time with people. How do you get out of just, oh, let's go to dinner. Let's go to dinner. Because that's most of the friendships I have. It's like, you know, unless they're like old familial already, right? Is this about finding new friends to make family or is it taking your old friends and growing that into well, it's a chosen the whole, family. It's thing. the whole reason, season, or lifetime. Okay, tell everyone about that. People are either in your life for a reason to help you make a life change or help you get through something. Okay. Okay. A season. So you've probably got a ton of friends that were your high school friends. Right. That you don't, or friends from college that maybe you don't have the same values as them anymore. Right. Or a lifetime. And, and they could still be your high school friends or your college friends. Right. Um, so it's not like I'm perpetually looking for new people to add to the tribe <laughs> you have college friends uh-huh. who are y'all are family and you've just always been close and stayed close to them yep i think i'm just worse at keeping in touch with people i mean i spend a lot of time being very intentional about calling people and texting people i mean got a bunch of different text threads Okay, Lila's a serial text text thread starter. <laughs> and I like being added to all the threads I'm added to. But she added me to one the other day with with her cho- with some chosen family members. Should we read that read what was said? It, it's here, called the best of TikTok. Is that the one you're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh so so I get this message like pops up, added Allison, and the and someone sends okay. the following text message so that I will understand what's going on in this thread. To everyone. Which was really to me. (laughs) The purpose of this group chat is simple. Oh, no, this was to everyone because people were posting things that were not. Oh, I see. I just didn't get the context that people were posting. Okay, tell. Okay. What is the purpose of this? It is called the best of TikTok. Right. Okay. So what? Simply that. I got it. What did. So to everyone. The purpose of this chat is simple. Castlin, who is our friend, is a TikTok addict. She sees great content because of her addiction. Two. Castlin sends us TikTok videos she believes we would like to see because these videos have made her laugh aka we get curated and hilarious tiktok content and we don't have to download the app three that's it all other memes and chats can be included on one of the other many thousands of group chats lila has put us on don't ruin the beauty and simplicity of this one thank you exclamation point she's like i don't want to have to mute this because she has to mute every thread that lila adds us to that is wild um, although she's one of the funniest people on these threads, so yep. inevitably there's a there's a guy who like some he has like content du jour, right? And so like there'll be something going on in his life that is funny or or lovely or sweet, and he, like start sending texts about it to the thread, and she never fails to have some <laughs> hilarious comment that 
makes everyone laugh and makes him feel kind of stupid. But the best, my favorite one was probably when he was posting pictures of his travel. <laughs> he was posting like pictures of his bags and then pictures of his seat. And she was like, did the flight attendant come by to offer you a frosty beverage as well? Please keep us updated. I mean, but so uh, like but you're, this but you just, great. you have, you just never hesitate to start another thread. So I was actually thinking like one of the threads of my fame I've oh. chosen. I think all of my top five people are hilarious. And like, so that's like an important part of my, and maybe that's a, or a values thing, but that is something that's important to me. Or they just happen to be funny. There's a lot more to, to unpack there. Um, <laughs> but okay, so I spent a ton of time calling Cultivating these relationships, calling people. And Chad is very good about this also, right? Like he's got the people on, quote, unquote, well, so on the list. Well, so you have these lists, right? I think you're also very intentional about it. It's not just going to happen magic. <laughs> For most people, the barbers don't move in across the street. Yeah, the barbers so live somewhere lucky. else. Your theoretical barbers are not going to be in your backyard yeah. necessarily. So you are going to have to make more of an effort yep. to build a relationship with these people. Yeah. I wish they live. we all lived across the street. It would be amazing. That is not the way life has worked. And then Lila finds out these people's love languages and is very intentional with how you love on all of these people. And you're a really wonderful friend and you're really wonderful chosen family. So with that, go forth and ruthlessly execute on building your community. Yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I think if you make a list of who are the people that you want to prioritize in your life and they could be people that you see all the time or they could be people that you want to do life with and you just don't. Maybe it's because you don't live in the same place or just life has gotten and hectic and in the way. So I think that that's a great place to start and also doing an audit of who you are spending your time with. Are these the right people that you want to actually be spending your time with? Cause it might be your family. Like, there might be obligatory things that you're doing with your blood family. That's just only taking mm, from you. Doubled or halved, doubled or halved. Who's going to, who's going to bail you out of jail? Who's going to give you a kidney? If that's not people in your own immediate blood family, like that's okay. Go invest in the relationships. Yeah. That are going to like, that are going to sustain you through the rest of your life. And- yep add value and where you want to be investing yourself right okay cheers. cheers thanks for listening to hell or high ranch water follow us on instagram to see evidence of our latest adventures